Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close to personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have singer songwriter Jessica Lynn with us today. A unique face and voice in modern music, she has been seen by millions on the road and in her three full-length nationwide concert television specials with a massive social media presence and upcoming tour dates in at least 15 different countries jessica's star continues to rise and we just came back from a week vacation so we hopefully did. we're not too in rusty nashville. here we went to nashville for a week <laughs> and great work oh, nice. yeah. so i always like to start the show out kind of same way um last couple years have been rough for a lot of people how did mm -hmm. you get through this and how did it affect you uh, wow that's a it's, you're going to get a hefty answer here. So. That's good. That's uh, what we like. Yeah. Uh, in, in 2020, I was supposed to go on my biggest tour yet. It was a oh, world right. tour. Mm -hmm. um, it was over 15 different countries, 100 city world tour. And um, I'm an independent artist. I had mm -hmm. put an immense amount of work into that touring. Um, you know, I, I don't have a label. So when I have something like that, it's really my blood my blood, sweat and tears that goes into putting it together. So uh, when we lost all of that, as many artists did, I had no, I didn't know where to go. I, I didn't have someone I could call and ask, like I said, at a label, like, what do we do next? It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was up to me to figure this out. And this was unprecedented. So um, it's not like you could refer to anything to figure this out. Uh, so I always say it's, we think it's my New York Italian fighting spirit, but um, I said, you know, like, I'm not going to let this beat me. And even though we were out of work, my husband and I bought all cameras, we bought uplighting, oh, wow. mm -hmm. we turned our dining room table and dining room into oh, a production God. studio. Wow. And uh, I started live streaming. And I did every radio live stream I could, every television. They, I was sometimes doing up to six different live streams a week with all different things, you know, organizations. Wow. And mm -hmm. I did charity live streams. I did my own live streams on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I'm proud to say that that really paid off. And I was named a top 40 live streamer on the internet by Polestar in wow. 2020. Oh, wow. And mm -hmm. um, a top 25 live streamer of 2021 uh, with, over a million and a half streams so it was really so it was an exciting time and a time where it had to be innovative and creative and um and that's how we passed the time it's kind of a blessing in disguise for you yeah it was really uh, lemons into lemonade type right. of situation and so many wonderful things i still do those live streams because i just fell in love with them and getting to know my fans and the people watching in such a yeah. cool way and uh, it's uh, opened a lot of doors too. So we just turned everything virtual. I refuse to stop. And, and, and I think that's the future. I think the future is still, of course, live shows. It's always the future. But I think the future is going to be live shows where you set up live stream with your live shows and you combine the two. Well, it's really interesting because artists all over the world of all different levels, I mean, you can reach so many more people by, by doing that. Um, like we just went on tour, for example, there were a few thousand people at the last show of the tour. I went live this week and it had 20,000 views by the time a few hours was over. So you kind of think about it from an artist's perspective. I don't even have to leave my house and I can reach 
20 times the amount of people that I would doing a live show. So why not combine those both? Sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, it was kind of a blessing the skies for us too. You know, we, in January, 2020, we launched this show. And then two months later, everything gets shut down. And I'm, as I'm watching, I'm like, you know, um, our original plan was maybe 100 interviews our first year. But then that happened. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, artists that normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show. So we just started reaching out to anybody and everybody back in 2020. And we end up doing over 300 interviews that year. And we're almost 600 wow. now. That's so exciting. The same thing for you. You just have to sometimes pivot down a different path and uh, you always wind up where you're supposed to be. I really believe that. Like our biggest month was, uh, was August of 2020. We did 44 interviews that month. I'll be honest. I don't think I want to repeat that though. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't miss live streaming over six times a week. I was exhausted by the time at the end of the day, I'd like get in the, just sit in the chair and just be totally brain dead. <laughs> You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career? Um, it sounds very cliche, but I always say that I never chose music. It chose me um, as early as two, three years old before I even knew what I was mm -hmm. doing. I was singing, playing anything I could get, pulling the pots and pans out of the cabinets. My parents said just playing on them. Um, I just always was singing and playing. It was just a part of what I always did every day. Um, but when I was in the second grade, I was cast as Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz in my school play. Mm -hmm. And I never took singing lessons or anything like oh, wow. that. Um, so uh, I, it was always just something that came very natural. So when I I wanted that role in the worst way in the second grade play. And I got to finish the show singing somewhere over the rainbow and oh, yeah. uh, just by myself with the piano. And I will never forget. I, I remember it as if it was yesterday. And I think because it was such an important moment in my life, subconsciously, I held on to it very deeply. Um, but I sang that song and I remember it again, like I was standing right there just now and the applause lasted for like three minutes like i remember it just being so intense and i remember looking out and saying this is what i'm going to do the rest of my life wow and yeah. mm -hmm. i would say that was kind of the moment of realization whereas before it was just very natural well, definitely love that because again you know you when we ask that question, you never know where they're going to go because sometimes they knew like you did pretty much from almost day one. But then there's other people where it was a where it was like really a hobby issue. And then all of a mm -hmm. sudden they got recognized, whether on country radio or or wherever. And they're like, OK, um, there might be something here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Life brings you funny places sometimes. Things that you never thought you'd want. My husband, when we met, he was playing he was gonna play professional baseball and oh, then wow. watching me play in my wedding bands and all the things I did you know as a uh, in my early 20s and uh, he fell in love with music and decided to join he learned guitar and joined the band you know instead oh, wow. of doing that he as someone that grew up never even listening to music just sports being all he ever did 
who would have yeah. ever thought in a million years that he would wind up, <laughs> you know, doing this. Um, so stuff like that. Um, even I have a master's degree in education. And that's what I went to school for since I was always playing music. I was playing professionally mm -hmm. since I was 13, um, doing my own bands. I never wanted to study music. I wanted to have a really solid backup plan as someone that is very uh, type A and like formulated <laughs> in everything I do with life. And I said, teaching is very much like music, you know, where you can connect with people, you can make a difference. You have to, you have a captive audience that you have mm -hmm. to engage. And so I have a master's in special education and a bachelor's in math and adolescent education. Oh, and mm -hmm. in the pandemic, again, another crazy life turn, I wound up teaching uh, global music academies for the US government. Wow. So yeah. stuff like that, you just never know where anything is going to take you. Now, that's like when mm -hmm. Sandy and I first married almost 20 years ago, I was one of these big into motivation stuff. And now I'd listen to only motivation audios. She only listened to music, hardcore music. Oh, yes. So we marry for seven and me. we had mm -hmm. to figure out how to compromise because I didn't want to listen to music in the car. And she definitely didn't want to listen to motivation stuff in the car. So we kind of did a compromise 50 50 split. But we both now realize that that was why we're here today is because if we didn't do that, we yeah, wouldn't we have some of both probably to do this show. Yeah. And, and, you know, my dream was always to speak. Her dream was always to be some way in music and entertainment. And here it is 20 years later, I get to speak a little bit and she gets her entertainment fix and we do it all <laughs> together as a family. So yeah. I know y'all do the same thing. How has that been as a family? Well, you know, as I mean, obviously sometimes it's hard. You bicker or, you know, whatever, <laughs> stupid family <laughs> stupid family stuff because the level of comfort is so high with each other that maybe, mm -hmm. you know, if I don't like the part that the uh, drummer's playing, I'm like, excuse me, do you think maybe that you wear my husband? I'm like, I hate that. Can you please just change it? <laughs> you know, like it's just a different mm -hmm. level, but I do feel like that makes you be your best self. Yeah. And yeah. my band has been with me 10 years. So we do all have that mm -hmm. level of comfort with each other. Um, outside mm -hmm. of the family anyway, but I think it does make you the best that you can be because there's no dancing around issues personally, musically, anything. You're very open and honest and um, getting to travel the world, make music, which is a very personal and emotional thing with the people that you love so much is unlike anything else in the mm -hmm. world. You mm -hmm. never feel like you're far away from home. Even when we're traveling for <laughs> yeah. four months at a time, I'm not away. Because you're together. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Love that. Oh, you know, we just great. spent, yeah. you know, a week away from home. But yet, like you said, we didn't. Well, Nashville was kind of we we're going to eventually move there. That's so our second. That's home, our second home, now. we call it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, no matter where we are, we're always together. So we definitely get that. You don't you never really lose homeship if you're always together. Yeah, it's so true. <clears throat> now, a lot of people they see the glory in what you do and other artists and entertainers, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get to the top or even just a career level within the entertainment world. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think it's kind of glossed over in the industry. You know, people think if you got the talent, you'll make it. We both know that a lot of things have got to happen for you to make it to the top. Now you can make money, but to make the big, big money, a lot of things have got to happen. So tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get to the career you have 
I love that you asked that because I was just talking about this with my students today. And this is a really cool academy. It's people of a very high level. Each one of them is from a different country. Oh, wow. uh, so mm -hmm. it's very interesting to teach them and to work with them and to also hear their experiences in this. Um, from, for example, a struggles I've had with bookers is the same in Egypt. You know, it's, it's incredibly interesting. Um, <laughs> What I try to stress to young artists out there, people that don't quite understand the music industry, it is a business. People are out to make money. That is true. Yes, my song After Party was in uh, American Truck Simulator. I met them while mm -hmm. I was on tour in Germany. And yes, I own a pickup truck. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, the music industry is like trying to become a professional athlete. It is one of the most competitive, dangerous, slimy um, <laughs> industries that you could ever be a part of. Surrounding yourself with people that you trust is everything. Not taking all opportunities that come your way just because they have come your way. That doesn't mean they're right. That doesn't mean they're right for you. Um, it is very difficult and it takes a very very long time to make an impact in this business uh, i started like i said when i was 13 years old i've had people when i was 24 be like you're such an overnight success like i've been slugging they don't gear get it for 12 years i've been slugging gear through little nightclubs playing to the bartender <laughs> you know i mean it yeah slow and steady it, it wins the race you cannot give up and you are going to get a million disappointments with one happy moment every we get day, that every we day mm -hmm. you know it's just what it is and i really believe there are a million talented people in the world a million beautiful people in the world a million people that have more time there's always going to be somebody better than you but what you can control is that you work harder than anybody else and you have the ability to brush yourself off and be like, I'm going to try this again. You're going to have people that take advantage of you. You are going to have people that promise you things that will never come to pass. You're going to have people that steal money from you, people that lie to you, people that want to cling on to you to use you for whatever their own purpose is. It is just part of being a public figure, being an yeah. entertainment. Yeah. You're going to have internet bullies and trolls that because you are a public figure feel that they can say anything that they want to you mm -hmm. and you're not a real human being or they could talk about your clothes or your... imagine walking into someone working at the bank and being like, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no it, one would do that. It, it, no one would ever do that. But the internet mm -hmm. fosters this thing that celebrities or musicians don't have feelings or you can just say whatever you want that's all part of it and uh -huh. that's all something mm -hmm. that young artists need to recognize as being just as much a part of this industry as the good stuff and if you have a good head on your shoulders and people that support you and keep you grounded you can succeed and overcome all of this and you know you're talking about the uh, that outwork everybody i remember will smith um always talked about um you might have better talent than me but you will not outwork me yeah. and that's why he is where he now granted I, will smith probably a bad example now but before the slap 
that everybody heard around the world. You know, before that, you know, he was on target with everything he said and all that. But um, but yeah, we get it because like when we launched this show, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm 50 now, almost 51, but I was, I guess, 48 then. I was like, you know what? I'm older. I, I, we didn't grow up in music. We didn't grow up on radio. We didn't do, we didn't go the conventional route there, everybody. So we're just going to have to outwork everybody if we want to be in a couple yeah. years where they are, you know? And so we just did everything we could, done a ton of interviews and all that. And like I said, we're at almost, I don't know too many people who can say they've done almost 600 interviews in two and a half years. It's impressive. And again, that's a tribute to your hard work and your determination and your drive, not a lot of people have that. A very, very small percentage of the population are those really dedicated, hard workers. And we see that in daily life, just in the way people you interact with behave. Mm -hmm. That's a very specialized skill to have and to be able to take such rejection or hardship and keep going. And that will separate you from the rest of the pack. And it's a, and it's a struggle to get to that next level when you got no backing of like like you said a label and all that, or with us a radio station yeah. and all that. And, and so you know you have to kind of pivot different things. Like you know we're still an interview show um, for the most part, but now we've added doing these little five and ten second shorts yeah. uh, that I never I never wanted to do, but to grow the show. We kind of have to, and and now I'm trying to do five to 10 shorts every single day for the rest of the year, because I know a combo of that with interviews mixed with entertainment, we can next year have the show that we dreamed of. Yes. And I was just telling my students that today too, that if you can find things that also feed your passion to help grow that main passion, that is Mm -hmm. the absolute best thing that you could do. Because to grow a music career, it takes a lot of money. That is also something that people do not recognize. They think you make a lot of money at a certain level, yes, with with certain things, yes. But the amount of money that it also takes to make those things happen. Like when people see me, a huge festival stage, lights, dancers, whatever, they think, oh, my gosh, she's making so much money. But also (laughs) the amount of money that it takes to rent that theater to pay every person from lighting to dancers to this to that the expenses of this business because we're out really fast if you don't pay people right yeah you have to always do the right thing um and that's something that is it's uh something that a lot of people don't realize and you can find things rather than working a job that you hate which yeah sometimes we have to do but yeah. you yes. can find yeah. so many things within the entertainment space that feed your passion. Like I do mm-hmm. a lot of social media influencing work. Is my dream to be a social media influencer? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. But yeah. I enjoy it. I work yeah. with brands that represent my image in some way. Guitar mm-hmm. brands, skincare I believe in. I don't take on anything that I don't fully believe in or like the mm-hmm. product. Um, and that all feeds it, and which is why. I have a problem if you want to throw out any brand names that you <laughs> partner with. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. I've got, well, just uh, so recently, uh, two weeks ago, in the middle of my tour, I got to work with Warner Brothers um, and yeah. Elvis. Oh, they, oh great. Uh, that was a really cool one. They flew me to Memphis in the middle of my trip oh, wow. to film content at Graceland to support the new Elvis release on home video. So 
that was exciting. I've worked with um, WeTV, Hoover, all different healthy candy brands, health food brands, um, yeah. stuff that fits within my lifestyle. I have a double amputee rescue dog, so I work with a lot oh, wow. of different animal wow. things. Um, some really cool Embark DNA. We just did something together. So stuff like that, it all feeds your music career because you grow your social media, you make relationships, um, and you can educate. I do the teaching. That's all. I'm not teaching something I don't like. I'm teaching music. And every time I learn something new about the business for my students, I also get better. Yeah. So yeah. choose things to help fund what you like. They say the teacher that. always learns more than the student sometimes. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and again, it helps my music career, all these things in a variety of ways. Love that. <clears throat> um, so we talked a little bit about the sacrifice of struggle or a lot about that. And I'm mm -hmm. glad we do because I always, I always want to hit that. Let's flip the script, go the other way and kind of talk about, and you have hit a few good moments. Let's talk about some of the people you've um, actually got to perform on stage with. Tell us about that, that you shared the stage with. There have been quite a few pinch me moments in, in my career. Uh, <laughs> we've gotten to do several amazing festivals with incredible acts like Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, we've opened for Montgomery Gentry, Thompson Square, Chase Rice, Thomas Rhett, um, oh my gosh, so many, Clint Black, uh, Sammy Kershaw, um, yeah. uh, Kelsey Ballerini I opened for on my last USA tour, and then I've, I've been on tour with Jody Messina, so we traveled mm -hmm. quite a bit together. I've gotten to do arenas with ZZ Top overseas. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. Richard Marks, one of my favorite. I've, I've done a lot recently with the Allman Betts Band, which are the sons of the original Allman Brothers. Oh, wow. So um, mm -hmm. a lot of crossover into the rock territory as well. My music the is country very, rock kind of goes together. Yeah, it does. And that's very my music. My music is definitely not um, the modern type of bro country sound that a lot of country mm -hmm. radio is. It, it's definitely more rock and roll inspired and blues inspired. I love that. <clears throat> now, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. They don't. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that makes you tick. So we have a very small team, um, basically like, Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm the booking agent. Hi, I'm Jessica. I do the social media. Hi, I'm Jessica. I make the posters. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the life of an independent artist. Um, mm -hmm. But we do have some incredible booking agents that we work with in select markets. I have a great guy named Martin in Scotland and England, a woman, Irene, that helps us in Switzerland, Jean-Marc in France. We have select booking mm -hmm. agents that we work with. Um, I just signed on to a really great new PR agency uh, out of Hollywood. And, and who are um, they? The co they're called AMW. Um, so they're they're representing me now, and um, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about co-writers. I, mm -hmm. I do write about ninety nine percent of my material totally solo, but I've been very fortunate to work with some incredible co-writers internationally. Uh, my top first mm -hmm. top fifty single was co-written in Belgium with um, some amazing people. The Globe Studios there. I've worked with some amazing Nashville people. Clay Mills comes to mind, who has written with, you know, Darius Rucker's number ones mm -hmm. and uh, and my family and band. They've been with me 10 mm -hmm. years. 
Um, nothing would ever happen for me without the people that have been there when you had nothing, which is them. I mean, my band in the, in the beginning, when I had no money to pay them or very little to pay them or very little to offer them except a piece of this dream that I said, I'm going to work my butt off and wow. do you, mm -hmm. you want to come along? They did. If, if and you they, don't find that often. No. And you know, if, if they never did that, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> where I was because I needed a band to travel with me and play those festivals. And we were getting dirt pay, you know, and, they all believed in it and they're still with me today because we've built wow. really something special together and the money did follow and the bigger opportunities did follow. And um, also I've had a few people throughout my life, uh, a high school teacher of mine, some friends that I've met along the way that have just anytime I've ever needed anything have been there. Greg, Sully, Bill, um, as well as Scott Vincent. I would also be at a severe loss if I didn't mention him. I met him about eight years ago doing a fashion show for charity. And he has photographed and videoed every single wow. moment in my life since then, including my wedding engagement. He's not a wedding photographer, but I could, had to have him there because he has literally <laughs> documented my entire career and life. Wow. Yeah. I love that. You know, That's speaking great. of teams and family, we have a third yes. co-host or nine or 10 year old. We always bring on to ask a couple of questions. So Santa's going to go get him. I'll go get him. Oh, he got to have a cool experience again. The other day in <laughs> oh. yeah, it's funny. You know, last year for the very first time we went to Nashville last year, last April, we end up, um, he ended up on stage playing drums. And there's a whole story behind that. But to, but now every time we go to Nashville, he keeps drumsticks in his hands just in case because every and he'd been waiting for that moment. And then it happened um, in, um, the other night in Nashville or last night there. And we're walking and we're watching. And the guy drummer looks down and says, come on up. And so he got to play on in front of everybody with him <laughs> so that's amazing you just don't see that like broad there's just nothing like broadway out there yeah oh my gosh that is amazing i love kids i can't wait to meet what is his name his name's christopher chris all right that's easy to remember <laughs> and, then, and we've got an almost three year or i mean almost four year old i guess three and a half now when you know that she'll be coming on the show down the road um as she gets older where she can actually talk a little bit on because uh, you know, we again like y'all we are a family affair i love that it's really special <laughs> and unique so while we're waiting on him what's kind of next for you i have a record coming out so september ah. 9th is my debut record my career started in a very roundabout weird way um hi hey and um, I started with television specials that I self-produced and funded and wound up going nationwide on PBS. So yeah. I did not actually record a lot of music. I was touring off of the live shows as well as singles, music videos. Uh, so we used the pandemic time to record my debut record. So that comes out September 9th. It's called Lone Rider. And uh, we'll be going back on the road again in support of that. Wow, that is awesome. Hi, Jessica Lindsay. What's your favorite food? Hi. Nice to meet you. Same. All right. What's your favorite food? My favorite food. Um, I love everything bagel with 
vegetable cream cheese. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite food. Mine is pizza. I like pizza too, a lot. He eat it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am with bagels. I could eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I'm being so stereotypical New Yorker right now, but ba bagel and iced coffee, I'm like in my glory. <laughs> okay, so what's your TV show? My favorite team? TV show. Oh, TV show. Um, yeah. Let's see. You know, I really like the really bad reality shows. <laughs> That are like, you never want to admit that you watch. <laughs> Sandy and I, like Sandy and I's guilty pleasure is See Us the Key. Oh, I, I haven't seen that one, but I know I would like it. I think I purposely stay away from certain <laughs> ones because I know that I'll never leave the television set like ever again. But I love, like, I even loved all those older shows. Like, do you remember the really bad dating shows like Flavor of Love and like, yeah. oh, all that that's my jam those terrible absolutely horrible shows because <laughs> what yours my spongebob spongebob i used to love spongebob i like yeah. patrick the best he is my favorite that's his favorite yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. okay so what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is again this is kind of I, well, I have two actually, and they're really strangely different from each other. So first favorite movie is The Notebook. I love that beautiful love story and that sentimental. That's Sandy's favorite. Is it? And my second favorite movie, which is like totally bizarre, is Con Air. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that, it, but it's, just, it's a great Nicolas Cage action movie, <laughs> which I love that stuff. I just love the story, like the hero, the underdog type of plot. <laughs> okay, so what's yours? Oh. What's your favorite? Yeah, with Minions. Minion? I, I'm sad to say I haven't seen Minions. Yeah. I think I have to. <laughs> and we've seen them all thousands of times. We've seen the newest one, the Minions 2, which is at the theaters right now. Um, so they they both got him and Caitlin got to see the Minions too for the first time ever being in a theater. Wow, that's so cool! I I think I went on the ride when I went to Universal years ago. Oh wow! Which was really fun. Bye, thanks. Bye, <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, he loves being on the show. He's been on, like I said, about ninety eight percent of them. There's been a few shows where maybe the guest. Um, didn't warn me ahead of time because they know we're a 30 to 45 minute show on average. And then they tell me at the 20 minute mark, Oh, I got to go in a few minutes. Well, it kind of, cause we always bring, have a certain pattern when we bring him in right yeah. after we talk about the, we you know we always let the guests talk about their team. So that's perfect time to bring him in, you know? Yeah. He's adorable. <laughs> but he loves it. <clears throat> so if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be? It would be Richard Marks for sure, wow. or or Neil Diamond. I'm wow. a huge Neil Diamond fan and a Richard Marks fan. I grew up um, just loving their music and being really inspired by their writing style. Also, mm -hmm. Barry Manilow would be high up on the list for me. Uh, I grew up, and, and I think it's being a New Yorker and not from the South, like a lot of other country music artists, I was highly influenced by rock and roll, pop, um, stuff that was more accessible here in New York. We didn't even yeah. have a country music radio station when I was growing up. So, uh, um, so I was very inspired by that singer songwriter pop 
world of so, music. So who would you love to bring back um, from the dead for one day to co-write with you? A hundred percent Elvis, uh, um, yes, which is really cool. I, I've always been a huge Elvis fan. He mm -hmm. really inspired me because how different he was um, and right. how he was never afraid to just be himself and try different things. And as a New Yorker mm -hmm. breaking into country, the country music <laughs> industry, I um, faced a lot of backlash about things, the way I looked, wow. the way I sounded, um, people saying you're never going to succeed unless you sound and look just like this. <laughs> and um, in fact, it couldn't have been more of the opposite. Maybe I didn't succeed in the way that they would have seen me succeeding, but being myself and being genuine like Elvis was uh, opened more doors for me than I ever could have imagined that never would have opened if I had gone yeah. down that other mm -hmm. path. That wasn't and success is different for every person. That's the yes. part people don't get, you know, success for one is they might not feel successful unless they're Blake Shelton. You know, exactly. on the other hand, other people might feel successful if they're doing what they love and they can afford to live. Exactly. There are a million and one ways to succeed in the music business and like those people in Nashville that told me I wouldn't succeed, their level of success was sounding and looking like everyone else and having a certain level of hit single. My level of success is to be able to tour around the world making the music mm -hmm. that I want to make. You know, I could care mm -hmm. less about that Nashville sound or fitting into right. a certain mold. Like, I mm -hmm. want to be myself. And if I had right. done that, I never would have been playing these huge rock and roll festivals or any of these lovely things that mm -hmm. I get to do. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was also really cool that I got to work with Warner Brothers on this tour and do that because I've always been a big fan. So to get that type of access was beyond cool. I really think the next decade of country music is making a shift to being more authentic. I, I think, although we listen to the radio and Georgia Florida line and all the bro country, we listen to that too. We like it all, but I really believe that there's a shift happening in country music that where eventually the ones that are more authentic, that they're living what they're singing is going to be the ones that rise. I hope so. I think it's just too much of the same. I mean, not like everyone's not talented or doesn't have great music mm. or like you said, I listen to everything too. But I miss the days where you could turn on the radio and know that's Shania Twain, that's Blake Shelton, that's George Strait, that's Phil Vassar, that's Faith Hill, or Sarah Evans. Now, I listen to 10 songs in a row and they all sound identical. I have no idea who is singing what. There's like no originality. It's all chasing that thing that's already happening. They had a big hit at this BPM. So I need to have a big hit that sounds just like that. It, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't think and that's, that's the negative side. The labels is, is they will try to guide. They know what works for radio. Yes. And they will mold that if you're not careful. Yeah. And who wants to just be chasing someone else's sound and look your whole career. I think yeah. that the industry used to embrace originality a lot more. Everybody had their own look and their own sound. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I really miss that about music. I'm way more inspired by the older generations of music because there's more to be inspired by. I feel like they're all the same. Mm -hmm. So what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's a million songs. 
Let's say what's a song you've heard recently that you wish you wrote. Oh, um, recently we played with Blackberry Smoke. Ah. And I started exploring a lot more of their music after playing mm -hmm. with them. And they have a song called, I'm so bad with names. Um, the song is, oh, Old Enough to Know, I think uh -huh. it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, I want to make sure I have it right. Old Enough to Know. Um, it's a story about, you know, now I'm old enough to know this type of thing. And I, <laughs> I, I love storytelling like that. And, and it's raw. It's an acoustic guitar, like a raw sounding vocal. I love stuff like that because I feel like you really almost feel the artist's soul when they're singing it. So that would be a song I'm like, oh, I wish I wrote something like that. Love that. So back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. And one of the questions I asked her was where you want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask my guests the same question, because the answer she gave us back then is almost identical to the life that she's living today. I mean, she, this girl knew where she was going even back then. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? So my answer to that always is being happy and growing more than I am today. I always think that life again takes you in very funny directions. And as long as you're growing and seeing positive change in your life, you should be, I should be satisfied. So if my tour, if my next tour is bigger and better, even by five notches than where this one was, that's where I want to be. If I am making more money next year, in the music industry than I made this year. That's where I want to be. And five years from now, multiply that with wow. the exponential growth. And that's how I foresee my future. I might say, oh, you know, I want to have a number one hit on the radio, which I do, but maybe I'm going to do something so much more wonderful than that. Well, and if I enough. only focus on that one no. little thing. You'll miss you'll miss the other moments that are special. Mm -hmm. You could you could miss the other moments that are special or miss other opportunities because yeah. you're so focused on that. As long as you're growing and I'm better than I was the day before, that's where I want to be in five years. <clears throat> Love that. Now let's look further down the road, say 15 years, and let's say you are a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. What do you hope you never forget along that journey? Oh, the, the early, the really hard times. Um, I am very grateful that I've had to struggle like I've had to, to get where I am because every single thing that I achieve or every single time I step foot on a big festival stage or for a huge opportunity, I feel such a level of gratitude and hard work that makes me appreciate every single moment in a way that I never want to forget. Um, and I do think it's very different when you have people working for you or that say, oh, I just booked you on this great thing. <clears throat> I don't think those people understand like the amount of work that it takes to do those things. And I never want to forget that because it made me a very strong person and a very humble person and a very appreciative person and those are things that i really value in in other human beings 
Love that. Love that. Well, what are some things that inspire you? Oh, um, life, just the ups and downs of life are very inspiring to me. The downs just as much as the ups, if not more so. Um, I love animals. I'm a huge animal lover. I am very inspired by compassion by people towards animals and the unconditional love that animals give mm -hmm. you. Um, and just the path, the life itself, how you never know what's coming and that the most amazing thing could be, you know, I always think about my dog. So during the pandemic, mm -hmm. I adopted, I, I'm a foster fail. So I fostered a dog <laughs> that is now my child. <laughs> um, so a very sad story where she was found with both of her back legs cut off in um, a an abandoned house, mm -hmm. left to die, uh, with a back injury. So she's in diapers. Since we have had her, we've gone through, I can't even put into words, um, so it's been over two years and she's still healing. Um, we've yeah. basically okay. changed our entire lives to, mm -hmm. to heal this dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I always think about her and I get very inspired by her because I think of the photo that they took of her the day she was found, where she was mm -hmm. sitting in the doorway of this abandoned shack with no mm -hmm. legs, injured, hungry, scared. And the next day she was living the life of a total queen. And, oh, you know? yeah. and it makes you think that one thing, one event, one moment, one person mm -hmm. can change your life forever. That's so true. You could wake mm -hmm. up tomorrow like she did. And that's the day that her whole life I'm living changed. It. changed. So that's very inspiring to me. You never know. You could have the worst day of your life and tomorrow wake up and get that phone call that you've been waiting on or come into that money that you so desperately needed. I mean, it, that's incredibly mm -hmm. inspiring to me how life works sometimes. Yes, absolutely amazing. And what would you like for your legacy to be in music? What would you like to be known and remembered for? <coughs> I do a lot of charity work. I do a lot of events for good causes. Um, I would like my legacy to not just be about music. Yes, I would love to connect with people through music, but to me, music has always been about that connection that you that you make with people. And I would love for people to remember the way that they felt while being at a show or being with my family at a show, or um, I would love to inspire people to be different, to go after your dreams, to not be afraid, to, to just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love yes. That. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Thank you. Seriously, thank you. Um, I would not be where I am with without you. You have supported, I mean, as an independent artist, every single thing that I do is funded by you, whether it's coming to concerts, buying t-shirts, supporting, liking, following, sharing on social media. Um, you truly have made my career what it is. Um, so thank you for always being there. 
Love that. So as we close out here, what advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? Never give up. Never, ever, ever, ever give up. It's going to be so hard. So, so hard. You're going to have so many moments where you're breaking down, crying, can't sleep at night. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm never going to go further than this, or I can't do this, or I don't have the talent, or someone is going to break you down so bad that you feel like you cannot continue, or an event is going to break you down. Maybe you invest so much money into this one thing that you think is going to break your career, and then yeah. you yeah. wind up losing. I mean, that's happened to me over and over and over again. You cannot give yeah. up. You mm -hmm. have to just keep going. I mean, and believe in yourself. If you believe in what you're doing, you can achieve your wildest dreams in the world. But if you don't believe in yourself, no one is ever going to believe in you. Like you have to have that confidence and you have to show up and say, I'm going to try today. Yesterday was really hard. Today's going to be better. I foresee myself here and I will get there no matter what, what it takes. And um, you can do it. If you have the ability to wake up every day, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I could do this. I got this. I am going to make a plan and I'm going to execute it and make my dreams happen. You can, no one can stop you, but you, we are our biggest mm. obstacles yeah. in life. It's so true. Amen. I love that. What a great way to end. So tell everybody yes. how they can find you. Uh, so my website is jessicalinmusic.org and on all social media, you can find me at jessicalinmusic and also on Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, all that good stuff, new music videos on YouTube. Uh, I would love to have you follow along. You know, we really enjoyed having you on our we show did. today. We definitely look forward Thanks. to having you back for an update. Yeah. Thanks. It was such a pleasure being with you guys. Thank oh, you for having you. me. You're a great guest. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you both so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You, you too. too. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.